Two university students take on the world of sports. Only this time, we're doing it our way. Will we make it? Who knows? Follow us on the road from CAGS to Richmond. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to CAGS to Richards. Unfortunately, both Kaylin and Julian can't be here. Hey, I'm kidding. It's your boy, Alex Baumgartner, a.k.a. Papa Intermission, and the boys from Cags to Riches let me hop on and do my own intro, but I'm going to toss it over to Kalen just so I know what's going on. What is going on, everybody? Alex kind of stole my line, but once again, welcome back to another episode of the Cags to Riches podcast here on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit about NHL with our resident Florida Panthers expert here. He was up in the press box at the first playoff game, so that's pretty cool. But so, yeah, Bob, we also have Julian up top above me, so we can't forget about Julian. Julian, how you doing today, buddy? Very offended that you somehow forgot about me <laughs> until you saw my face, but, you know, we're doing okay. Uh, today, we're covering a topic where I'm not exactly knowledgeable, so uh, it's going to be very, very fun to listen to y'all bicker and me just go, oh, yeah, I agree, or whatever the fuck. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun all around, and, uh, and yeah, I'm super glad I have Baumer join us today. Uh, it's always very fun to have a conversation with him. And obviously the playoffs already started, but hey, we're going to get this bitch in before they end. How about that? How does that sound, Caitlin? Yes, sir. Okay, so far playoffs have been underway for two days. The Capitals beat the Bruins in overtime, three to two. And then we also had, no, that was the only game on Saturday. Sunday, we had the Islanders beat the Penguins four to three. The Wild beat the Golden Knights one to nothing. The first three games of the Stanley Cup playoffs all went to overtime, which is pretty exciting. I am a huge fan of overtime hockey myself. And then unfortunately for Bomber, 5-4 loss to the Lightning in game one, but that's okay. I don't think anybody was expecting them to come out of the gates and just sweep the series. It's going to be a good, hard-fought series. And as we're recording this, at 6.36, I don't even know what day it is. Is it the 17th? It's the 17th, yeah. The Capitals are currently tied up with the Bruins at the end of one, tied at two. And the Canes and Predators are also tied at zero, in the first period, 7.49 left to go. And we have later on tonight, the St. Louis Blues and Colorado Avalanche kicking off their postseason. All right, boys, I think we know. Let's start off with the first series that got played, the Bruins and the Capitals. Julian, we'll start with you. We'll see how the <laughs> non-hockey expert takes it. What are you predicting for this first matchup or for the first seven games between these teams? I'm going to keep it 100% honest. The fact that it went OT in game one kind of anticipated it. These are two similar teams, especially when it comes to play style in the sense of I'm going to fucking elbow you in the throat. At least that's just kind of how it ends up coming off to me as someone who hasn't watched a ton. Obviously, the Bruins are in the last couple of years of their stronghold, so to say, uh, you know, aging stars and whatnot. And obviously the Capitals won a title. What, two years ago was it, Kalen? Pretty sure. Three. Three seasons ago. So they're also kind of in that little lull where it's like we could win, but we're not the favorites. Like that's just kind of how it is. And both of these teams, based off what I've seen, at least with my very casual vision, have been very, you know, aggressive teams, so to say. This is a series I feel like won't be as fun to watch, so to say, like Panthers lightning, because it's not as explosive when it comes to actually scoring, it seems. But I mean, I guess. I'm wrong because at the end of one, they're tied 2-2 right now. They went to overtime in a 3-2 game in game one. Uh, this game, I can see it going to six or seven. But I mean, I think it, I'm just waiting for my phone to 
pop up and give me the first fight involving Tom Wilson because that's due, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Bomber. Bruins Capitals, who's taking it? How many games? First of all, since I'm on this podcast, I think I need to say an F-bomb quickly. because Go for it. Go for it. Tags to riches. There we go. Tags to riches. There we go. I put up <laughs> two for you guys. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't really wa- like watching Boston or Washington play. Um, not because I don't like the teams. Well, it's because it's just not that explosive type of hockey. I think Washington plays a very physical game. They got a lot of big bodies on their team. The opening shift at game one was absolutely insane. I mean, Ovechkin leveled his teammate. Then he leveled Krejci. Today, Tom Wilson threw a guy like four feet from the bench, somehow got him into the bench, like in midair, threw him over the bench. I don't even know how that's possible, but he did it. So I told man to sit down, man. Straight up told him, yo. He's like, sit your yeah. ass down, boy. Get back your ass down, bench. boy. You're fucking done. You're, you, you, it's time for you to get on the next shift. Like, hit the damn showers, buddy. You gotta go. Tags to riches. Home, but um, yeah. I don't know. I coming into the series, I would have taken Washington in six. I think it's gonna go Washington six. To be honest, I, I don't want to say seven for literally every single series, but um, Boston is a good team. They they picked up Taylor Hall at the trade deadline who started tearing it up at the after the deadline, after he got to Boston. But I still think Washington has one more kind of explosive uh, postseason run left in them. And uh, we'll, we'll get to the next the next series in, what is the East Division later. But um, yeah, I'm going to have Washington go to this one. And let's just say they might see a old-time friend there. I'm I'm kind of hoping for that. I know what you're insinuating, and I think that'd be awesome, both of them coming to the end of their prime, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I honestly, I think the Bruins have the tools to get it done and the skills to get it done. They play a very similar game to the Capitals, I find, maybe a little less physical, a little more speed, but they're very similar teams, but I think I have to give Boston this one at seven. Moving on, we'll talk about the other East wait, Division wait, matchup. Uh, oh, sorry, Julian, I mean, go ahead. Obviously, I'm not... I'm not, again, not really as informed or anything, but isn't Zidane Chara now on the Capitals? He yes. is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anyone talk about that kind, maybe because he's washed, but hey, it's, it's kind of interesting to see him play against Boston in the series. I mean, he's kind I, of an old hoagie now. He still has a bit of good defense left in him, but he's you know, not when the you're guy seven, he once when was. You're, when you're seven foot on skates and your stick is longer than like every other player on the other team, I don't care how fast you are. You're going to be that physical presence in front of the net and penalty kill. That's exactly what Chara is. And he's a leader, Um, was a captain for, I think, over a decade in Boston. So, yeah. I think uh, that's definitely that. That's someone that Boston's definitely going to miss, I think, for this postseason run. I think Patrice Bergeron's an absolutely amazing player, one of the most humble guys in the NHL. But it would have been nice for them to maybe have Chara still. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I hear Patrice Bergeron, and I think of Tom Bergeron, you know, the guy who hosts America's <laughs> Funniest Videos. Like That's the yeah. guy I think of in that situation. See, for I, some I remember Bob Saget being the host of America's, uh, whatever the hell it's called. I, I blank on it. No, no, I remember videos. him as well, but I just remember, like, Tom Bergeron as well, like, after. And it made me laugh so goddamn much because I was watching, like, Patrice Bergeron, and I'm like, Damn, there's more of these motherfuckers with the last name Bergeron. It's Patrice crazy. Bergeron, the most anglophone-sounding guy from Quebec I've ever heard. Yeah, 
I've, I've legitimately never heard the last name Bergeron in my life apart from Tom Bergeron. And then I'm like Patrice Bergeron. I'm like, there's See, more of these motherfuckers. This is how you know, this is how you know that uh Julian's not a hockey fan because he doesn't remember the legend Mark Andre Bergeron, who used to play defense for a couple teams, and then yeah. I don't even remember who he. I remember he was on Montreal. I think he was on Tampa too. But yeah, what a what a class act name. Big Mark class Andre. act name. Moving on to our next East Division matchup, the Islanders and Penguins. The Islanders have taken the first game of this series four three in overtime. Alex Baumgartner, we'll start with you, buddy. How do you think this series is turning out? Well, you sure as hell aren't going to get the Panthers and Leafs fan to say they want the Islanders to win. That's definitely not going to happen. Last two playoff series, the Panthers have been in. They lost to the Islanders. And then, obviously, the Islanders fans love to tease the Leafs fans because um, what they call Pajama Boy hasn't advanced out of the first round yet. But don't give Johnny Toronto too much hate. I'm going to take the Penguins, though. Uh, watching last game, Sidney Crosby is still absolutely unbelievable he has another gear that when it comes playoff time he absolutely turns it up i mean you saw that goal he scored in game one where he stuck his stick out one-handed somehow deflected it perfectly that was a hundred percent on purpose he knew exactly where that puck was gonna go like just absolutely skinned it right off the tip of the blade like just get the tip on it but yeah what an absolute uh legend i i'm gonna take pittsburgh in seven in this one but uh, Barzal is sick. The Islanders have some bodies. They don't have their captain, Anders Lee. He's out. But um, I think Pittsburgh, like Washington, has one more good playoff run in them. So, like I used to watch back when I was six years old on Versus, when that was a channel, Pittsburgh versus Washington, because they always somehow found each other in the second round. It's going to happen again. And, yeah. Julian, what are you taking Penguins with Sid the Kid or the Islanders with not a bunch of huge names, but a good, well-solid, depthy team. Now, of the little that I've seen of the Islanders this season, you you always get either one of two versions of the Islanders. One of them we saw yesterday, which was the high-scoring, high-flying, attacking team. They're very fun to watch. They're an electric team. And then you get the team that sometimes just struggles to put it in the net. That's just kind of how it's come off to me with the few games that I've seen. But the Penguins have been on fire as of late. I know they started off the season quite slow. They've really picked up the pace since. And yeah, as as Baumer said, of the very, very minimal hockey I watched when I was very little, um, picking it up afterwards slightly, the one thing you always heard from was just Sidney Crosby and how insane he was in series in the playoffs. And, you know, this this is going to be a close one as well. But I think the, Pengu- the Penguins are going to come out on top on this one. Uh, it's not going to be fun in Yinzerland if they somehow lose out in one of the final seasons they have of Sid the Kid. But, you know, the Penguins, the Islanders, I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. And I don't think I can stand any of the Leafs fans on my Twitter page going off if the Islanders somehow go through and the Leafs find a way to not to. Yeah, I would not be able to stand that. <laughs> I don't think any of us would be able to stand that. But I think <laughs> Islanders, Penguins... I don't really care for either team, but I think the Islanders are going to have to take this one in seven. I think they have all the tools to pull off the upset and it's just going to be a really good game, a really good series between the two. And I know I've had both of the first two series going to seven games. So you can all judge me for that saying I'm indecisive and I don't know hockey, but they're both really close matchups, the East division, central division, and all the other divisions are really just 
super close when it comes down to the two or three. And even sometimes the one and the four, they're all so close that it's just going to be a mismatch and a clusterfuck of how teams are going to be able to get through. She's indecisive. She can't decide. <laughs> she keeps on looking from left to right. Girl, come a little closer, closer. All right, we're done. Thank you for that serenading of us, Bomber. That was very beautiful. I enjoyed Sean it. Sean Kingston, baby. Yes. Think. Moving I think. on. <laughs> <laughs> Sli- sliding over to the Central Division, Bomber. We will start with your Panthers, the Cats. The intermission is probably your favorite team. Tampa Bay Lightning, Panthers, Cats and Seven. Is that what you're saying? Look, I'll give you the Panthers' opinion. I'll give you the analytical opinion. First, the Panthers' opinion. Cags to riches. Tampa. That's it. That's it. it. (laughs) Growing up in South Florida, we didn't like Tampa at all. I don't like, I don't even watch hockey. I just don't like the city of Tampa. It's just how it be. Look, all (laughs) all due respect to the city of Tampa. Beautiful city. Beautiful water over there. Hell good. Really really, Really nice water. Driving in clear water, it's called clear water. But with that being said, yeah. wait, what did Conor McGregor say? Cags to riches. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. Cags to riches. The Florida Panthers do whatever the f- cags to riches they want, unless the refs are involved, because then, um, then they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah, Sam Bennett got suspended. Thanks, George Peros. Um, yeah, he probably should have been suspended, but that's because you blew a bunch of calls earlier in the game, and Ryan McDonough didn't get a hearing. Are you kidding me? Are you? I'm gonna tell you because I was in the press box. You can't cheer in the press box. What when Duclair hit the boards? You could kind of hear people in the press box go, "Oh, that's when you know it's a bad hit." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you the analytical one. We saw it last game. First of all, best game of the NHL season by far. Second of all, second off, three of Tampa's four goals, five goals were on the power play. One was on a shorthanded opportunity. And then the game winner was a stretch pass to Braden Point. Um, I'd like to thank Tampa Bay for showing the entire NHL how to zir- uh, circumvent the cap. 17 million in LTIR. I was just about to bring that up too. That's can, can you imagine brutal. if Toronto decided, okay, we're the best team in the North. Say Austin Matthews was hurt. We know he can probably be, all right. I'm not gonna say that. So let's say Austin Matthews, we don't really know if he's ready like 20 games before the playoffs or by the time it's the playoffs. Imagine at the beginning of the season they said, okay, Matthews is gonna miss the entirety of the regular season, but we expect him to be back in the playoffs. They use that $11 million in cap to go sign, re-sign a bunch of their players on team-friendly deals. And then Kucher and, and then Kucherov's ready for game one. Like that's it's ridiculous. my problem. Because he was skating with a non-contact jersey for a while. He was skating for even longer. You can't, I don't know, man. Uh, no. the NHL has to look into the like obviously Tampa does it because you're allowed to do it. But what the heck? Kucherov scores two goals, both on the power play, in his first game since the game six of the Stanley Cup Finals. If you don't tell me there's a loot, like Vegas couldn't even play with their entire team because of cap restraints. And then Tampa has 17 million in LTIR to use. 
There's something wrong with that. If Vegas has to dress 15 people and then Tampa is almost 20 million over the cap in the playoffs, are you kidding me? I'm no. sorry I'm ranting. No, that's man. bullshit. This is what we you know like. Go off, Bomber. You know that's bullshit, like. right? No, it's such bullshit. And I've been saying that for so long. Even like Toronto didn't pull it with their big stars, but like, fuck, they traded for Riley Nash just to put him on LTIR so they could bring in another guy. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Did they trade for Riley Nash? Yeah, it's from the Columbus. For see, like a seventh see, round pick. I don't, I don't even remember that happened. I know they got Felino. Yeah, no, they well, got Felino, yeah, but this one happened like first, a couple days yeah. before the before the um the trade deadline and they yeah that's Riley right, like, Nash kid hasn't played is, a game all year and then so, they put him on LTIR just so they can get more it's fucking so brutal Florida had Aaron Eckblad who went down with an injury and he's still out so that is where I I understand okay you can use first yes. of all they can't even like first of all I understand you using that money for relief and I don't even think the Panthers spent nearly that much to get relief for him I don't think they even got in the vicinity of that $8 million, whatever it was, $7.5 million contract. And Ekblad's still out. Kucherov's, Kucherov was looking nice in that game. And when you get all those opportunities on the power play, you know, you're going to feast. Also, on that one where um, Forsling broke his stick, I saw the replay an hour before I came on the show. Kucherov slashed his stick on the draw and broke it. And then Kucherov scored on that same side because Forsling didn't have a stick. NHL, fix it. Call it both ways. If the Panthers lose, but you call each game correctly, cool. But we all saw that BS that happened last night in Sunrise. We all saw it. And obviously, I like the Panthers. But I'm going to be real. Their penalty kill sucked. That's why they lost the game. But what the hell were those calls, man? What the hell was that um, disallowed goal on Sam Bennett? Are you kidding me? Be better. Because the Florida Panthers are my team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this is said, the best. He said do. Balmer said do better. And I just imagined do was aura just coming out of his face saying that shit. Like right here, right now. If, I, if, if you boys could be in a room with George Peros. And you can only say 35 words to him, and he won't punch you in the face. But if you hit the 36th word, he'll knock you square in the face because he was an enforcer. What would you say to George Peros? See, now, for, I, for, well, for go me, ahead, and then like, I'll, I'll jump in. For me, it's very similar to how Chargers fans feel toward their owner in football, which is, uh, you know, you go to games, and the very few fans that they have actually going to those games fucking yell out, fuck you, Spanos. Whenever they fucking can. So as Kalen said, I feel like I would be pretty similar. I would just be like, damn. I would honestly just be like, damn, bro. You're probably missing a couple brain cells from your playing days, huh? And just like leave. Like leave it underneath the 35. So if I want to take another dig after, sure. But like just just leave it, leave it simple but painful, you know? So what I would do is I'm – first of all, I'm not going to say F George Peros because – I'm going to keep it professional. Yeah, I was saying do better, and I was saying that's some bullshit. Yeah, you guys can find me, right, if I was associated with the NHL. But I didn't say anything wrong. What If I would, if I was in a room with George Paris, I'd be like, George, first of all, sick mustache. Second of all, 
Are you counting how many words I'm saying? Wait, I wait, am. If, I am. I got nine wait, so far. Wait, you got nine. Wait, a, wait. Well, my question for that is: since he complimented fucking George Perros on his mustache, do those words count? <laughs> like, or yeah, they count. They count. They count. They count. I only get. I only words. get thirty-five words of Perro. So, George, okay. first of all, thank you. Not thank you, George. First of all, sick mustache. That's six. Yeah. Also. Second of all. Do better, George. That's not cool. That wasn't very cash money of you. Do better. Okay, that's what? 22 that's, words. That's 22, 22 words. So I have 13 more. So I have 13 more? Yes. Also, can I have a job? Thank you. Do better. That's it. That's it. That's 32 two words. You get two more. You get two more words. No, he gets three more words. It was three 32. more words. Validate. My parking. <laughs> Boom! Now I have free parking too. I, so I complimented his mustache. I said do better two or three times. I asked them if I could have a job, and I'm getting free parking. So I you think just it's hit a, a win, grand win, slam, win. man. You just hit like, a grand slam. Like it's I had just the a bases, win, 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 win. I had the bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth in the ALDS. Two outs and. I swung for the fences and I absolutely nuked that. I nuked Basically, that shit. Hundred percent. And he can't punch me. Now, if he says, but if he says yes, I will validate your parking. What's your license plate number? I'm f- tags to riches. <laughs> that's why you show him the picture of your license plate, and you're like, "Yep, that's it, that's it." But you can't say that because the thirty-six well, words. Your license plate count as a word because it's not a word. I mean, what if I say? If I say this is my license plate number, no, don't like even something. say. If don't even say that, just say like. C-G-Y. Or what if I say? <laughs> you pull it what out all just... sassy and you say validate my parking. You whip it out and I whip out the number. Of yeah. you're gonna ask. Just you while get, you, you say it, you take your license plate off before you walk in and you just slap it down on its desk. It's like, hold on, it's gonna be like this. You walk into the NHL offices, George Perros. Like, he doesn't know what you're coming to say. Here's my parking. Um, here's my, my license plate. Can you validate my parking? I don't even know how we got here. 35 words was just something that came in the top of my head. Yeah. I thought that was way too many because literally all I wanted to say was uh, do better, George. Do better. That's it. I'm just That's saying. all he needs to do. Okay. So... Are we, we going to talk about it as well, Kalen, or are we just going to leave it on Baumer's note? I thought we did. I talked about it, so you can go off. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I, don't even, really- I don't even think I said how many games. I think Panthers in seven. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, I'm pretty sure every single major league in North America is mandated to have a Tyler Johnson on a roster. Because, holy fuck, I didn't know there was a Tyler Johnson on the fucking Lightning. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. Second of all... I, got, I, I sat back and I watched the, the Panthers highlights again because I missed the live portion of the game like a dumbass. Um, and the one thing I did want to say, which Alex mentioned himself on Twitter um, about this game, was uh, Bobrovsky. He had, he had a good game in net. Like, yeah, he conceded five. But as Bauer said, a lot of them were shorthanded goals. Like, hey, props to the guy. He still had a very, very solid night, at least in my eyes. He did very well in net. 
Obviously, I wouldn't want to be someone who gets chucked frozen rubber at him at over 50 miles an hour, maybe even more, but that's just me. 50. Um, Those are peewee numbers. Double that. <laughs> double that. Exactly. See, that's the point. Uh, but he had, he had a solid game. Uh, Panthers as a whole, again, they're a very fun unit to watch. I always like watching Jonathan Huberdo. Very, very fun player to watch, at least on my end. Barkov had a solid game as well. So that's decent. Um, on the other side, I find it hilarious because I run a 2K league and there's a dude that names play, like he's a Lightning fan, I'm going to assume, because he makes players and he names them after players from the Lightning. So I've had Victor Hedman in my league, Nikita Kucherov in my league, and Steven Stamkos in my league. What a, so I'm like, why is he doing that? That's so weird, man. I don't know. As you that hop is, on that... 2K and you're like, starting point guard from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Tyler Johnson. Hell yeah. It sounds like <laughs> a basketball name. I mean, it is. I mean, Tyler Johnson is in every single sport in North America. There's a Tyler Johnson everywhere you go. There's probably a Tyler Johnson in competitive Frisbee. You know what? I guarantee there's at least one Tyler Johnson that plays some level of Frisbee. It's just the name fits perfectly. Let's look it up. Tyler Johnson (laughs) Frisbee. The odds are not happening. Is there like an elite prospects for like Frisbee? Like you got your Frisbee If this helps you out, um, I mean – not many people follow you for disc golf, but Zachariah Tyler Johnson is a professional disc golf player. Ooh, there we go. So, Same there, there we go. <laughs> just, to, just, just to put it out there. But yeah, this is this is going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm looking forward to see it. Like I've been busy the past couple of days at night and whatnot, but I'm, I'm 100% planning on, on checking out game two of Lightning Panthers. Um I'm not, I'm not going to give a score prediction because I'm not cultured enough, but th- I just know it's going to be really fun to watch. Like, I'm going to get my popcorn ready before before this game starts up. That's for sure. Yeah. Bomber, I'm with you. Cats and seven, baby. Put five bucks on bet three, six, five on them, and they're going to they're gonna win me some cash money if the Oilers don't, which they probably won't because they don't every year, and I basically am done with them. Except I mean, I for the Jets them. have been tragic recently. Yeah, so I'm hoping that's going to work out in our favor. But moving on to the other... Wait, wait, one, one thing. I do want to say, when I said tags to riches, Tampa, I don't literally mean tags to riches, Tampa. It's just kind of the reaction from that last game. Like, what the hell was going on? Like, respect to every single team in the NHL, like 100%. So not actually tags to riches, Tampa. More as, why do you guys got so many good players? Why is this happening? And but yeah, why do you cheat on. the cap? Well, I'm not saying they cheat the cap. I'm just saying they might have exposed a stupid loophole that isn't cool and they may or may not be, I don't know. No one else likes what they did. I can tell you that much. No one in the NHL likes that. If Toronto did that, it would be a hellstorm. They did that, just not with as big of contracts. Yeah, well, if you're doing it with $4 million, like big whoop. I don't care. I mean, still, but you when you're just, when your like... heart trophy When your heart trophy winner comes back, that's completely different. And then when you somehow get Tampa to, when you get two teams to cover 75% of um, a trade deadline acquisition defenseman in Savard, like you guys are getting absolutely like just help from everywhere, from the CBA, from like other teams around the league. Like it's just crazy how Tampa was able to fit this good of a roster within the cap rules, basically. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But 
Moving on to the other Central Division matchup, we have the Nashville Predators versus the Carolina Hurricanes, the bunch of jerks. I'll lead this one off. I don't think I've led one off yet. I got to give this one to the Canes. They're currently actually tied 1-1 at the end of one now, so that's a lot of ones, but that's okay. I'm going to give it to them in five. I don't see... The Panthers being able to... They're not Panthers. The Predators... Whoa, being, whoa, 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 whoa. I know. My bad. My apologies. I don't see the Predators being able to steal anything more than a, a game or two at most from the Hurricanes just because the Predators have looked like complete dog shit this year. Sorry for any of you Predators fans if there are actually any of those around. Um, but yeah, I just don't foresee them winning really anything i honestly wouldn't be surprised anything from four to six games in favor of carolina but they're not dropping this series julian quintero that's my name what you going for preds hurricanes it's interesting smashville has been a bit on a roll recently like they started off the season like absolute dog shit they've been picking it up since they were able to sneak into the playoffs congratulations to you but i mean when you talk about this division, it's like the Canes who have been insane, the Panthers who are finally stepping up, the Lightning who just coming off a championship, and the Nashville Predators. Like, that reaction alone says it all. I think the Predators are going to steal a game, but I'm also going to go within five. Main reason why is just like, yeah, I feel like they're going to steal a game. It just seems that way. They're just That's just how it's coming off, at least in my eyes. But Unless Nashville comes in with the heart of a thousand lines or whatever the hell, just to fucking like bring the fight to them. I think Carolina is going to, you know, package this up and put it quite simply to end it. But that's, I mean, that's just me. Obviously me and hockey go together, like gravel and not gravel, I guess. Cause that's fucking sad, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're getting there. It seems, but yeah, I think it's going to be Canes in five as well. What about you, Balmer? So, as much as I want to take the upset, because I think Nashville could pull it off, I'm taking Carolina in six. Um, I think Nashville will give up a couple good fights. It could realistically go five. Carolina's a better team. If they stick to their game plan, they'll know what to do. And, um, yeah, I can't really go against the Canes for this round. They were absolutely unbelievable the entire regular season. So, um, I'm going with Carolina. That's a good pick. I don't, I, Predators, I mean, yeah, they could pull it off, but likely not. But sliding over, continuing our move from east to west, we'll go to the west. The first series that went underway for them was the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights. Minnesota took the first game 1 to nothing in overtime with Joel Erickson Eck getting the first playoff goal for the Wild and the game winner for them in overtime. We'll start with you, Bomber. Where are you going with this series? So um, at the beginning of the season, I said Minnesota was going to be the sleeper pick out of every team in the NHL. I said Kirill Kaprasov was going to win the call there. He should win the call there unless Jason Robertson gets some big votes. He, he played absolutely amazing, Jason Robertson in Dallas. Um, but I really like the way Kevin Fiala, his game has kind of grown. I've seen him since he was a young Swiss guy. He's still a Swiss guy. Young guy in Nashville. I was paying a lot of attention to him because um, he's from Switzerland. But I had Minnesota winning this in seven. 
And them taking game one definitely helps that case. I would have said that if they lost last game, though. I think Minnesota can pull it off. But the thing is, if Vegas wins, I could see Vegas going to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's so weird. Because I don't know if Minnesota will make it to the Cup Finals. I think Vegas has a really good chance. But I also think that in this series, Minnesota can upset Vegas. So I'm taking Minnesota in probably the biggest upset of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'd have to agree. I think the way that Minnesota's been playing and what they've been doing has been absolutely phenomenal this year. I think Jason Robertson probably does deserve to win the Calder more, I'd say, just because Kaprizov has played how many every years in a professional league already? Like Like, six. Yeah, and so you're you're playing in arguably the second-best league in the world, and then you're going to come over here and win the Rookie of the Year. I just don't see it. Galen's still mad that Panarin took the Calder from McDavid. I am a little cheesed about that. I still I won't. Can lie. I say in, in the intermission chat, Kalen said he was pissed off that Gretzky wasn't allowed to win no, the rookie of no, the no, year. No, no. Like I didn't 55 say fifty five years pissed. ago because was he a, wasn't drafted. I was a little upset, but after I got some new information was, that that's when they merged, I, was like, I understood. I was it. like, Kalen, first of all, like this happened like so long ago. Like you weren't even a thought yet. Imagine like. 30 years into the future, this kid is just like, man, I can't believe Gretzky didn't win the fucking Calder, man. Come on. I'm reading the chat. I'm like, this kid can't be serious. He's actually mad about this. Like, yeah, I wish the Panthers won the cup in 96, but I wasn't alive then. So I really don't care, man. Bro, like, Kalen, what you said is like me going like, man, the Titans got robbed of one yard on that one run and then ended up losing the Super Bowl because of it. Like, Kind of like in the end, who, who is, is just pain. It's all I gotta say. It's just pain. Gotta move on. I know, I know, and I, I, I kind of have moved on. But I was, <laughs> I was more cheesed before I was informed because I did not know this previously. But thank you to Palmer that that's when the <laughs> Western or the WHA and NHL merged together, and that's why he wasn't allowed to win. I thought it was kind of the same thing as going on with the KHL, the NHL. So I was wrong. <laughs> I will say that I was misinformed. So. That's fine. I'm not that upset about it anymore. So, but yeah, Connor McDavid, he still should have won the call. They do not at me about that. And Aaron played how many every years in the fucking KHL, whatever. It doesn't really matter anymore. Yes, it does, but that's fine. Minnesota in seven, 100%. They've been playing really well. I think that Vegas has the tools to go all the way, but I think that they're just going to fuck up this first round and have another bounced exit even though they've been doing really well in the, what is it, three, four years that they've been playing in the league? Around that, yeah. So I I just, yeah, Minnesota in seven. I know it sounds like I'm just taking all the Bombers takes, but I'm really not. I promise you, I promise that I'm not. I have some original takes. I. It's okay, you're definitely not taking my Edmonton pick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Julian Quintero, what are you taking for the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights series? So here we have a guy who writes about hockey, a guy who runs a literal news page called The Intermission, and a guy who lives in a country that doesn't have a single ice rink in the entire fucking nation. And yeah, I'm the one that's picking the Golden Knights in this one. I think the Golden Knights will take this in seven. Um, the way that I've seen him play, Marc-Andre Fleury's literally having like a renaissance in a fucking career. 
like, yeah, he, he conceded in overtime, but how many times do you see a hockey game finish this low scoring? It seems like every time I open up my phone, it's like, oh yeah, this game ended three, two, this game ended nine, one, this game ended five, four. Like it's always some crazy fucking scoring. It's not like soccer where like this shit's on the daily. It seems a one nil nil nil, but yeah, they've been playing very well and watching how the golden Knights play. I'm going to be honest, like they just, they're a good team. That's just kind of how I see it. And honestly, yeah, they've fucked it up a lot in the past, but I really feel like if they somehow bottle it at this point, they're going to have to sit down and be like, what the fuck are we doing wrong? Like Dude, I think they played three to... years in the NHL. They can piss off. I know, but they're still going to have to think like the, the fuck do we do wrong? Because they came out of the gate like on fire and just not been able to secure that. It is what well, it is. I mean, but I mean, it's still pretty impressive. What three playing three years in the league, and now you've gone like three for three in the playoffs. That that's pretty impressive. Like they haven't missed the playoffs yet as a brand new team. It's so impressive. They can't be upset about it. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know who, but I read somewhere that most like analysts, so to say, call um, the NHL the hardest league in North America to win in. Like yep. I've seen several people say that. Obviously, I'm not a hockey guy, so it's not like, oh, yeah, I can I can affirm that shit. Like, no, I can't. But, like, yeah, based off what I've seen, hockey from year to year, everything is just very different, especially compared to other North American sports. But I feel like the Golden Knights, they're at least going to win this series. I don't know. I have a random gut feeling that's telling me, like, hey, they're, they're going to win it. And I really only talked about Marc-Andre Fleury, but that's just because, for me, the Golden Knights play really well as a unit based off what I've seen. Uh, talking about the Wild, though, I, I want to – I want to firmly apologize to uh, Kirill Kaprasov because the last time we talked about the wild, like two podcast episodes ago, I said, I could not name you a single player on the wild. And I feel like they're just a team that's surprising people. I was very wrong because then that very next day I sat down and watched the wild game and Kirill Kaprasov had an absolute night. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And obviously the wild won yesterday, but Kirill Kaprasov, He's going to be the guy for them, not only for this series, but for the remainder of the playoffs, 100%. Like, these guys are not on like, yeah, this guy's obviously fucking new. He's an idiot. But, like, that, that's just how I see it. He's been playing very well, obviously. And But I do just feel like the Golden Knights, I don't know. It's a random gut feeling. Can it go both ways? Yes. But my gut feeling is just telling me that this is going to be a very close series and one that the Golden Knights take. All right, let's shift over to the other matchup in the West Division. You have the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues, who came in fourth in the division quite measly looking at the top three teams compared to them. And you have them just winning the Stanley Cup, what was it, two years ago, 2019? And now they've kind of shit the bed and don't really know what it's looking because these two teams were argued to be two of the top contenders, I would say, in the league this year going in the same division along with Vegas and what and the wild and the Kings. And now they're, they struggled for a playoff spot. Julian, where are you going yes, with this sir. series blues or avalanche? I would like you guys to start calling me Ariana Grande, or at least start calling the avalanche Ariana Grande, because they're looking at this shit and going, thank you next. That's just how this fucking series is going to turn out for them. Uh, McKinnon is just that good. It seems. And, the Blues entered absolutely crawling and scratching and hope, gasping for air, and the Avalanche won the President's Trophy. I know in hockey, obviously, record in the end 
isn't everything. Like you've seen top teams get bounced in the first round after winning the president's trophy and whatnot in the past. But I feel like, especially with this matchup, the avalanche just are going to stomp on these guys. It's just not even going to be that close. I feel. I, I would have to say, I agree. The president's trophy curse won't happen in the first round. We'll see when it happens, if it happens at all, because that's not a very good track record. For anybody that has won the president's trophy, flashback to Tampa getting swept by Columbus in the first round of the playoffs, which that was quite humorous to a fan like myself, and I'm sure almost every fan except for a Tampa fan. So I don't think that the president's curse will happen First round, I'm going with Colorado. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're gonna sweep this one. I don't think that the Blues are really gonna be able to hang on or handle anything. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Colorado in four. Also, the the Blues could probably get a game, but the Avalanche have such a good team. I think they were my preseason Stanley Cup uh, champions. I don't know if I'd still take them to win the cup, but they have a good chance. Absolute amazing squad. Kale McCarr, what a beauty on the back end. Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Miko Ranton, and there's Nazem Kadri. There's so many good players um, offensively, defensively on that team. I feel like the goaltending is probably the weakest part of that team, and it's not even bad. So, yeah, Colorado in four. All right. We'll shift over to the North Division. We'll go with the one and four matchup. They're not playing until Thursday. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. But Toronto, the winner of the North Division. Montreal, hardly actually, well, they didn't hardly scrape in, but they took a while for them to clinch the fourth spot in the NA, in the North Division, the Scotia North Division. Scotia Bank, Kaelin, that's me. Um, Scotia Bank, they're richer than you think. I, ho- I wish I was richer than I thought. I'm really not, but that kind of <laughs> sucks, so... Um, I'll, I'll start this one off. I don't think I've started one off in a little bit here. So I think this one's actually going to be closer than a lot of people think, especially all of the Toronto fans that we all know and kind of love. I'm kidding. We love you guys, Toronto fans. Doesn't matter your hockey team. We will still be friends depending on if we beat you or lose or whatnot in the second round. Unless but you're a Flames fan. that's Unless you're a Flames fan, that is where I draw the line. Like, you're, you're done, though. That's like, you got a lot of work to do for me, but... <laughs> I think Toronto's going to take this one in six. I think it's finally their year to end their first round loss drought. And I don't see them not being able to do it this year, especially where they're playing the Canadians. Although they've had a little bit of trouble against them, but not too much. A lot of the games just go to overtime, but we'll see how this fares for them. Bomber, let's head down to you, you scissor man. What are you doing? Uh, first of all, I'm scissor man. Cause like I'm playing with these scissors and like, it's really therapeutic on my cheeks. I'm kind of just like, like on with my cheeks but <laughs> um yes did you hear that sound i made oh anyways that um, boy's sus bro that's that's what that bro <laughs> it feels good let me be so anyways i'm taking toronto in seven i'm saying seven because montreal they have haven't absolutely toronto hasn't absolutely just like class montreal the entire season and toronto's went to what like three straight game sevens i just feel like they're destined to go to another game seven but i think they will pull it out this time carrie price has been hurt for so long congratulations to him and brendan gallagher and becoming the newest members of the leather rockets 
the AHL team. They're on a conditioning stint right now. Never thought I would see Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher in the AHL again. But, yeah, that's what's happening. I'm Austin Matthews is on an absolute heater of a season. 40-plus. Did he hit 40, over 40 or just 40? I think he hit just over 40, but I can't be wrong. I'm not certain. Yeah, whatever it is, he hit 40. He won the Rocket. Um, he has a, a beautiful mustache. I would compliment him and Peros at the exact same time. <laughs> Except I wouldn't tell Matthews to do better because he won the Rocket. But no, Toronto, it seems like it, every year we see it seems like they got it going. 41. 41 goals. 41. 41. So yeah, every year we feel like it's going well for Toronto, but I actually think like Nylanders look really good this year. Let's hope Marner can actually like perform in the playoffs. So he's been performing like absolutely amazing in the regular season. I'm going to take Toronto in seven. Julian, what are you taking? So there's two different, just like Alex said, there is his biased opinion and there is his professional opinion. So I'm going to give that one as well. Um, except the responses are very, very different. My personal view is Montreal, please fucking beat them. Uh, because for those of you who are listening and somehow still haven't known this, because usually the people listening to this also follow me on Twitter. At the start of the NHL season, I tweeted out, if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, I will get a Maple Leaf tattoo on my body. You're an right? idiot. I'm an idiot. Hey, it says a Maple Leaf, not the Maple Leafs logo. Is a maple leaf either way i don't want it to happen and i'm like i'm banking on the fact that their history of choking keeps up at least for one more year they're literally gonna win five straight cups just because you said you tat a maple leaf on your body thank you <laughs> they're gonna win five straight cups i don't know man because the one thing i've noticed is toronto can only win one championship as a city per year and right now, the Toronto Ultra are on pace to actually win a championship in general before them. Granted, it's esports, but it's still a championship for the city of Toronto. So I'm over here like, hey, look, I love the city of Toronto, and I have nothing against the Maple Leafs, okay? Like, I'm not a hater against them. I'm just like, hey, yo, just choke for one more season, please. <laughs> please, I beg you. <laughs> so that's about it. But being unbiased in the situation, yes, they have had – problems against the Habs so far this season they've had several games go to overtime but they've also had a lot of games where they absolutely spank them so that's just it's been kind of up and down and very random on how the Maple Leaf Habs games end up turning out but if I had to put money on this I would say Leafs in six because I actually do think the Canadians would steal two games but I don't think they're going to take this series away from Toronto all right moving on to my favorite matchup of the entire playoffs, they start their see their playoff march on Wednesday. Bomber, you said I wouldn't like your Oilers take. Let's hear it. Yeah, I lied. So, um, <laughs> Winnipeg at the beginning of the year, I would have thought they would have been extremely. They're still an extremely tough team to play against, but they kind of right before they clinched a playoff berth, they were kind of on a losing streak. They didn't really look that great. It seemed like they picked it up a bit at the end, but. Connor McDavid was just on an absolutely different one this year. He was, I don't know. They, If you listen to Spit and Chicklets, they say once you're on the Russian gas, you're on something else. You're on like a different planet. I don't know what that um, Alberta gas he was on was, but 
like I'm over sure Kalen's po- been on that Alberta gas too. Uh, Rumble, I, be honest I already, I already know Kalen's been on whatever McJesus was on. If we, if we strapped <laughs> up a couple pairs of uh, wheels on Cags right now, and we put him out there. He'd probably score sixty-four goals in like seventy games. Like, oh, man, I'm going goal big, per game. Not at a big minimum. deal. Not a big deal. But yeah, I'm gonna take Edmonton in six, and that's if McDavid just continues to score like two, three points a night in some of these games. It's not going to happen every game, but the way he was playing the entirety of the uh, regular season, it's just something that I haven't seen in a very long time. Like 10 games with this less than the season. He had what, like 80 something points, 90 points. Yeah. He needed like over two points a game to hit a hundred points. Yeah. So he like had 90 points and he had like 90 points with like six games remaining or something stupid like that. Yeah. And he casually dropped like four, one night, three, another night. And then he had like 97 with two games to go. And then he beat it. But like, yeah, I'm going to take Edmonton in this one. I am also going to give a professional and uh non-professional biased opinion. Oilers in three. I think that's all it's going to take. Oilers in three for sure. Um, that is my professional opinion and my non-biased or my biased non-professional opinion is going to be Oilers in six. I think that the Oilers that Oilers in five or six. No, I'm going to go five. I don't want to copy Bomber again, so I'm going to go Oilers in five. I think Hellbuck's going to be able to steal a game away for him, but I don't think that McDavid's showing any signs of stopping. Uh, the first part of the regular season, he was on another level, but then somehow he kicked it up another gear for the last 15 games of the season and got, I don't even know what his point total was over that time, but it was absolutely ridiculous. I know there was a stretch towards the end of the season where he, his six out of seven last games, he had three or more points, which is absolutely ridiculous. So if McDavid can keep up that level or maybe even dig in into himself and find another level for this set of playoffs, hoping that the Oilers can actually do something for once, then I think Oilers will take it in five. Okay. So I, I have, I have several questions I want to put out on the table <clears throat> in like a devil's advocate type of manner. Um, the first one is not a devil's advocate type of matter. It's just me being confused on how the fuck hockey works. Um. Can you explain to me how the playoffs work? Because you said Oilers in three. He was he was just making a joke because he it, said it his un, his his um unprofessional opinion was Oilers in three. It, oh. Actually, last year it could have been Oilers in three, but they lost in the playing round. Damn, I I I I. I it's because that was the best of five. That's why it could have been in three. Okay, I, I know. I, I, That's why I was asking because um I've seen in some leagues in the past. It's like it's a seven game series, but if a team goes 3 0 up, they just end it to save time. Like, I've seen that happen before in the past with some other leagues. I was like, is the NHL the same? Like, what the fuck? I was really confused, but th- thanks for clearing it up because my obtuse ass cannot detect a fucking joke from a mile away. Um, you're not obtuse, you're a cute. A QT. Uh-huh. 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 Right. But to talk about actual, like, how I think this series is going to pan out, um, not even so much McDavid because he's so good. Um, he is. I'm not saying not, but Leon Dreisaitl has also been on a pretty much a tear this season. He's been pretty goddamn good this year as well. So, yeah, the Jets will have to stop Connor McDavid. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, you can't just discount 
uh, Leon Dreisaitl in this series because he's just been absolutely sick this season as well. Anytime you open up fucking NHL Instagram pages, them circle jerking between Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. That's just kind of how it fucking comes off. They're out here like, ah, ah. It's just kind of how it ends up coming off whenever I, I fucking I did look. not sign up for this show. <laughs> I did not expect that to come here. Um, wow. Yeah, speaking of coming, that's basically the NHL Holy Instagram geez. admin whenever they post the David and Dreisaitl. I'd, I'd like to put out in... Uh, uh, disclaimer. So, for any professionals listening to me on this, I am not condoning that antics. <laughs> it's and a good now, thing you're only on, a special guest. You aren't. Uh, you aren't one of the stars of the show. Like it's it's all fun and games. Yes, that that is the one thing that I will reiterate. Everything we say is just fun and games. Just in case anybody actually hears yeah, this, and it, it hears sounds me like say, a roll. Fuck you, George. Fuck you, George. Fuck you, George. It's all jokes. We're just doing this to give people some laughs and have some fun. It all sounds like a roll. You know when you're going on a roller coaster and they're giving you like the rundown, like in an event of an evacuation, please do not try and remove your buckle from the roller coaster. Also, keep your hands, feet, and all other objects inside the vehicle at all, t- all times. If you have a large cellular device, please store it away in your pocket. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> we got to do like a whole minute. Like the first opening minute of the podcast is just like a disclaimer. Everything said on here is for banter. That, and none of it should be taken seriously. And it's th- like a whole minute talking about it like that. What, then you what play show the does that? Is it Jackass or is it Ridiculousness? I think that Jackass. Has that, like, like, That's that would cool. actually be so cool. Like, your intro. So, like, listen, guys. For all of you Cags to Riches fanboys and fangirls and fan everything. <laughs> um, Fandom. That's the word I'm looking for. Fandom. If you're part of the Cags to Riches fandom, um, would you like a disclaimer before every episode presented by either Kaylin or Julian where it's like, welcome to Cags to Riches. In the event that we might tick you off, just know these are all for jokes. We actually do not hate George Perros. We just wish he would do his job a little bit better. Yeah, I think I think uh, Julian, we will put a uh, a poll out on all of our socials immediately. Yeah. And we, I love how Kevin says that because I'm the only one with access to the fucking socials. Yep, yep. That's that's a <laughs> it's like the Dan, it's, this is like the Dan right Levitard show where like they used to do live shows, but they're not doing it right now. So he'll say, Guillermo, put it on the poll. And they'll put like the most random poll. But since the shows aren't live anymore, you don't know what the hell they're saying. So it would it would be something stupid. Like, is a hippo really that fat? Like, you wouldn't actually know the context. So like when the show is actually live, you're listening to it. They say something funny. They're like, put it on the poll. You, you know what it is right away. But you have to wait like four hours for them to upload it now. So you'll just see the random question. And you're like, damn, whatever happened on that episode is going to be absolutely amazing. Because why would we need to know if a hippo can eat like a cheesecake? Like that, that's just something I'm putting out there. And we need to pull a poll out. We need, we need to put a poll out there which says, what are your thoughts on rattlesnake bowling? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yes, yeah. yes, yes. And then we need a hockey baseball. Yeah, so yeah, Baumer, we See, I I just gifted you guys. I just I just gifted you guys. It's like the perfect marketing campaign. I'm going to say something really stupid right now and you're going to be able to put on the poll. So, would you rather No, no, no. Not would you rather. That's stupid. Let's get something really good. Let's think about this, boys. Okay, okay, okay. 
All right, so after long deliberation, about three minutes, we decided, since this episode's theme is George Peros, if you were in the NH... So, Julian, put this on the poll. Ready? Would you compliment George Peros' mustache? Yes or no? That's it. So now, if you're from Twitter, you know exactly why Cags to Riches posted that on Twitter. (laughs) There you go. Every episode, this is going to happen. How do I, this how is do the I spell only George Peros, by the way? George? P-A-R-R-O-S. I-D-I-O-T. I-D-I-O-T. Is that Spanish? Julian, no, is no. it Spanish? What'd you spell out again? I-D-I-O-T. No, that's not fucking Spanish. That makes <laughs> that makes Baumer an I-D-I-O-T, you fucking <laughs> idiot. I... <laughs> See, the thing is, you missed the joke. You're supposed to be like, I think so, but I'm not too sure. But yeah. We already went over beforehand that I don't exactly joke very good. Like, Near him right over his head. Yum. <laughs> it is going out on the polls Do, once again. Put we'll it on repeat. Put it on the poll. Does Julian not joke very good? <laughs> do I put that out? Or do yeah. I put the George Farrell yeah. Put them both out. <laughs> Two polls. I have a I have a request for you guys. What's your request, Bomber? So since this is the first episode I'm ever on Cags to Riches, am I the first guest that's gonna be aired? First guest that yeah. will be aired, we, Casey Dawson. Right. We would Shout like to Casey, apologize to you. Listening. Caitlin's like to a bitch. You, that's Casey. what I gotta say. So <laughs> since this is Cags to Riches, for the first couple like curse words I do, can you put this in instead? So just bleep it out. So when I was like talking about Tampa, I wanted to say this. Cags to riches. That's it. You know the rags to riches song by um Rod Wave? Like I went from rags to riches. Like that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I will make you guys a Cags to Riches theme song right now. Let me pull up the lyrics and Do I it. will sing it. Do it right but now. My request is my request is if I sing this, you have to put the Cags to Riches part over my curse words. At least I will the first do that part. and I will change mm-hmm. the opening so that instead of where it says this is unacceptable, it's now going to say <laughs> This is kegs to riches. All right, here we go. Also, we, we should should we start? I'm not, I'm not going to put this on a poll or anything, but uh, what should we? Should we start doing that whenever someone curses? Just put the kegs to riches, just to bleep it out. Or? Depends on how much cursing is going on in that episode, because that is a shit ton of editing. <laughs> I think I only curse like six or seven times probably the first time julian so, and i did an episode i, I think we're good on that end boys the first time right, i did ready? an episode with julian oh i uh i had to bleep, i tried to bleep but it was like 72 times in an hour yeah, it was just like, i was like hell no that ain't happening dj turn it up we went from cags to riches uh Project fences to live in luxury. Now we live luxury. Straight out that bottom, nobody gave nothing to me. Be careful while you cags the riches with me. All of my little brothers about it, they cutting for me. Yeah, they gon' cut you for me. Lay in the cut with them cutters and cut you free. Say she in love, say she in love with me. But say if you love, I just want your company. I fall in club for free. I give out daps and them hugs wasn't no. Okay, I messed it up. She want cags the riches, cags the riches, cags the riches. There you go. There's your new intro song. Cags yeah! to Featuring Beautiful. Bomber. Beautiful. We love featuring it. Bomber. <laughs> that being said, thank you so much for having me on this episode of Cags to Riches, sponsored by Bomber. Perfect. <laughs>
All right, so we got through our playoff predictions. Bomber, just a couple questions. We all know you. The five sports, five reasons sports network. Is that what it is? Make sure I don't. Yeah, five reasons. When I'm being professional, you can find my actual professional work on five reasons sports. Okay, five reasons sports. All about Florida and all the sports going on there. So you got to go into the press box for game one of the Florida Panthers Tampa Bay Lightning series. What was it like in the arena, the atmosphere, and being up in the press box? So when I got there, I was there about an hour, 15 minutes before the puck drop. So there was absolutely nobody in the stadium. And I'm kind of just staring at like the blank, like arena, empty arena, the ice there. Um, The press box was relatively full when I was there. But I don't know. I saw the fans start coming in. When they came out for a warm-up, they were electric. I've never heard like 4,000 people there for warm-ups. I've never heard it that loud. Then right before puck drop, when they were bringing the players out, they had the intro video going on. First of all, I'm pretty sure the Florida Panthers used one of my meme tweets in their intro because Frank Vetrano is called Frank the Tank. I went in Snapchat and I put his face on Franklin the, the Tank Engine, whatever he's called. I put his face, Thomas the, tank Thomas the Tank Engine, that's what it is. And I put Frank Vitrano's face on it. And I'm watching this like promo video and I see the, I, the exact same picture that I made. And it was a tweet too, but I didn't see the username. And I'm like, hold on. I think I'm the only person that tweeted that with the exact same words. So to the Florida Panthers, first of all, amazing time at the game. But why didn't you guys follow me? You clearly saw my tweet. You put it in your promo video. Like, come on, boys. But no, Arena was absolutely electric. The opening minutes, like, this is my second hockey game I've been to since the pandemic. I went to one a couple weeks ago. It's such a pleasure to see live sports. 9,646 fans in the arena. It sounded like about 20,000. Every hit was led by it just cheers and screaming every time there was a messed up call when that sam bennett goal in arena lit up but i was watching the ref because i'm not celebrating in the press box i'm watching the ref ref waves it off i was like oh god the booze was just so loud but every panthers goal was insane the press box is right next to like the top section so like we're we're right next to fans basically and we heard a lightning fan like the whole press box turns over and they're staring at this one lightning fan who's absolutely giving it to like a hundred Panthers fans at once, but no, I'll be there for tomorrow. I won't be in the press box. I'll be in a, be in a box suite with a couple of the boys, you know, 55 bucks each. We got a 15 people going into a box suite, I think for 55 bucks each. So for, for the best playoff series, I'm telling you right now, the best playoff series. Um, It's unbelievable. Playoff hockey is a different animal. There's nothing like it. I mean, if the Panthers move on, they're going to increase the capacity in the stadium. I really hope they go on because having 10,000 people in that arena, hearing just like the loud energy was amazing. And, you know, it was cool being in the press box, but I was working. I was like writing my article. There was no cheering. So tomorrow's going to be a little bit different. I can actually um, voice my displeasures if there's a bad call. I can all, I can have a couple like drinks, you know, non-alcoholic because I'm um, not 21 yet. But no, unbelievable. If you guys can uh, get down to a playoff game if you're in Florida, it's, man, 
the, the thing is, I have to say, the North Division screwed because they're not going to have fans. They're going to be playing in a U.S. city. I'm telling you. So say Florida does move on, right? And they're going to continue to increase capacity in the arena. You come to the BB&T Center when there's 16, 17, 18,000 fans and go back to your arena when there's no one. That's terrible. The home ice advantage, you're going to feel it. These North Division teams haven't played in front of fans the entire year. Florida's been playing in front of sold-out crowds in terms of the maximum capacity allowed. So, man, the North teams are going to have to watch out because they've been playing with no fans for two seasons now, basically. And I think we'll see that as a big difference maker come play, come playoff time when they're playing intra-division. It'll be very interesting to see. But that brings me to my next point, North Division again. Should the non-playoff teams, also known as Calgary and Vancouver, finish their schedule? Or at this point, should the NHL just say, look, that's enough, and we can keep the playoffs all running at about the same time? We know Vancouver had their little two-and-a-half-week vacation due to COVID, but set the season way back and now the north division doesn't even start till wednesday where most see most series are going to have playing their second game or done their second game potentially even going on to their third game at that point what do you guys think about that i mean looking it up here just just a heads up with what you said um <laughs> leafs literally play on thursday game one and the day after is Bruins Capitals game four. <laughs> that's fucking, first of all, that's hilarious. But like, then the NHL, look, man, for, for the very, very few Flames and, and Canucks fans, I know you kind of want to see your team, but no one else does, man. Let's be, let's keep it a buck 50 here, man. I think it's fine. You only have two games left. It's not that deep. Just, just call the season at this point, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, we all love watching our own team play hockey. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's that's how it is as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, you'd want to see your team play all the games through. But at this point, there's no purpose in the NHL just doing this. You know, I don't think there's a purpose to it, at least. And I feel like these games should end. Um, how it would affect the draft lotto, so to say. I'm not certain because I'm not a hockey guy, <laughs> but, uh, but based off of this, like, yeah, they should just, uh, they should just end it off here. I don't think it's worth finishing the season here. Like, I don't think it's worth just letting them finish the season once you're already in the playoffs and you have teams falling behind. Cause not only as Baumer said beforehand, like North teams don't have, they haven't played in front of fans in almost two years, it seems. But at the same time, like imagine, having a series is like yeah you're coming off of like one day's rest on a series and then you have to play against a team that has had three four days rest so to say like that that's that's a big big disadvantage especially in contact sports at least that's just how i see it yeah i would definitely have to agree i mean not only like if you want the the north division teams to at least stand a fighting chance when they get around to the intra-division play where it's reseeded one through four then you just have to cancel these final games and bump the other the playoff series start dates up just for the sheer fact of they haven't played in front of fans in a year and a couple months now they haven't been able like then they're going to be down on rest so if they have to hop right from one series to another after playing 
three their second straight series, then it's not going to go well for them. And it's really not going to give whatever team comes out of the North Division a fighting chance against the American teams that have fans that have gotten that rest simply for the fact that they didn't have a big COVID outbreak like the Canucks did, and they didn't have to delay their season further. So I don't know. I think that in my opinion, uh, sure, draft lotto, whatever, just do it by points percentage, get the season over with, get the playoffs started, get all teams on a fresh sheet, pardon the pun, but I think that it really just has to stop, be an equal chance for all teams to get all of the rest that they need and deserve after playing a 56-game season going into the playoffs. What I don't understand is, so yeah, Vancouver played Edmonton like a couple nights ago. Edmonton already, all these teams already clinched their like positioning for the playoffs. So you could have let Edmonton Vancouver play that game a couple nights ago. And then, and then um, what they should have done was if they, 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 they don't even need to cancel like the Calgary Vancouver games, just play the other, play the playoff games at the same time. Like the other divisions already have their playoffs going on right now. And you're playing pointless games that nobody wants to watch. You could still have those games being played for your standings or your draft lottery, whatever you want. But you could start Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Toronto, Montreal tomorrow or now. You could have started them today. They don't need like a week and a half of rest. It's ridiculous. I don't understand why the NHL didn't at least start those playoff series. We've known the matchups for about a week now. You could have started them yesterday or you could have started them today or tomorrow. Like, there's no reason why Tampa or Toronto, Montreal plays game one and the next day there's a game four. No reason. No. Uh, and I would agree with that. But we are running up pretty high on, I think, an hour and a bit here. So I am going to outro this, guys. It has been a pleasure having you on, Mr. Alex Baumgartner. We hope to hear from you more on the podcast very, very soon with the playoffs approaching. Maybe when the Panthers move on, get our second round predictions going in, almost like a bit more of a round table like we did here tonight. But anyways, thank you to all of our listeners tuning in to this episode. And make sure if you haven't voted on the poll already, go and vote on the poll. You really don't want to miss the poll. It's a great poll. George Peros, your mustache is pristine. And we all have Immaculate. to compliment it. Immaculate. Immaculate. Indubitably. Anyways, thank you guys. <laughs> and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, can you, one sec, I'll be right back one sec. Hey, yo, Alexa, turn on the, turn the on-air sign on. Alexa, turn on live on-air.